Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. airing on Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. Hello everyone, it's Shannon back with you for another Tuesday morning episode. Today I am going to share an interview that Natalia and I did last fall with author Alexa Martin. We talk about her latest novel, Mom Jeans and Other Mistakes, kind of how this evolved um, from a romance into women's fiction. Alexa Martin, some of you may know her as the author of the Playbook series, and she talks about romance and why she loves it. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as Natalia and I enjoyed conducting it. So without any further ado, let's get into the usual housekeeping information then right on into the interview, followed by, of course, a discussion of today's new books. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Book Bistro Podcast. This is Shannon, and I have Natalia here with me today. And together, we are delighted to welcome Alexa Martin. You will recognize her name from a series of sports romances that she wrote. Um, The first one, and the one that I think we at Book Bistro liked the best, was Intercepted. But today, we are here to talk about her latest novel, Mom Jeans and Other Mistakes, which was released in the U.S. on September 7th. Alexa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm so excited. You are very welcome. So can we start out by giving a little bit of an introduction to Mom Jeans and Other Mistakes so that listeners will have an idea what to expect? So Mom Jeans is my first women's fiction novel. And it is about two best friends, Lauren and Jude. Lauren is a single mom. Jude is a social media influencer. And they're both struggling financially and emotionally and decide to move in together for support. Um, their lives are very, very different. And you see that in like the activities do and their perspective on everything. And it's really just about their friendship and how the challenges they face and how they kind of address them. I say like the playbook series was a romance, but I still very much think this is a love story just between friends. Yes, I think 
there are some really nice kind of blending between romance and women's fiction these like in the past couple of years where I feel like they used to be very distinct genres mm-hmm. and now they've kind of blended a little bit where you can see elements of of both of them in each genre yeah I agree and when I first started writing I was like I don't know the difference <laughs> can somebody please <laughs> give me a definition <laughs> very true but you know speaking of women's fiction and versus romance you know your previous books were definitely contemporary romances with sports but this is the, more of a women's fiction feel um so can you tell us what inspired you to write a story like this and a, and a standalone at that um i think the playbook series is really what kind of inspired me as i was writing that series and the lady mustangs grew with the series i just really enjoyed writing the scenes between the women and it made me very interested in going a little deeper and digging into the nuances of friendship and you know everything we kind of go through together such an important relationship that we have in our lives and i wanted to explore that as well okay and in that same vein would you say that it was challenging to write a slightly different genre and if so what was the challenge yeah it was challenging i mean the first really i started writing romance because that's all i read and even though romance is so we, if you read romance you know how vast and different it is there's still um a bit of a formula that as readers we expect and as writers we fulfill right there's romance specific beat sheets and so to uh, create the story where I was just like, oh, no, they don't break up at the end kind of thing. And like not having those relationship monuments to reach to help me keep the pacing and keep track of the story was definitely a challenge. Um, but then there's also a freedom and excitement to do something. I think when there's something new, you it can be hard, but it's also so fun for me. I am my own worst critic probably and so to do this new genre where I was kind of like free of not comparing myself to the playbook series um, was really fun and satisfying and I really had a blast writing this book. I had a blast reading it. Oh thank you. I want to kind of uh divert a little bit because of something that you said in your answer to Natalia's question. Um, you talk about there being a kind of formula to writing romance, like things that readers expect and that writers fulfill. When you were writing those books, was that always like a formula that you felt comfortable with? Or were there times when you kind of wanted to deviate from that? And if you did de- want to deviate from that, was that something that you felt like people would be um, kind of okay with? Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> to be honest, writing sex scenes gives me hives. <laughs> I get so nervous <laughs> every time I have to write them. Uh, when I do my edits, I only really, I make other people reread them and I will only reread them if they're like, let's address this because I'm like, I think I black out when I write them. I'm like, I don't know. Um, so there are those, I know there's this debate I don't know if it's a debate where people are talking about the black moment. I am a big fan of the black moments and that, you know, breakup and reconciliation. But yeah, I think 
there are just certain parts of the romance that we expect to see and that I think we we need to see and that I love doing. Like I love a first kiss. Um and I think you can move things around, right? I know some people like you save the I love you's for the very end and some people do them in the middle and you can move them around, but there are things that we kind of expect in the story. And for me as a writer, there's also comfort in that in writing it. And like I'm writing a romance right now. And so being back in it is kind of just like putting on a snuggly sweater and being like, okay, good. I know where to go here. See, I don't always love the black moment. Like sometimes they can feel like super contrived to me where I'm like, you know, like, why can't you just like let it be? <laughs> like, let yeah. them be happy. And then sometimes yes. so, they <laughs> are I'm... so well done that you can really like just, you know, fall right into that. Yeah, I like to ruin them. Ruin them. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no. yeah, it, it's true. They sometimes do feel forced. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, right, there's an exception to every rule. And I know some stories definitely work better without them. And I, I've read a lot of stories that don't have them. And I don't feel like I'm missing anything when right. they don't have them. Um, so would you mind, now that we're talking about the formula and and the differences in genres would you tell me what is your what is your writing process like like do you just see your characters first um vividly or does your story come first as a whole and then you fill in with characters how does that work so i usually think of a theme or something that i want to talk about like for mom jeans i knew i wanted to discuss friendship and motherhood um boundaries and you know those kind of things and so i came up with a story throughout that and then probably the characters I'm I write pretty much with characters though so they come very early for me I know Mm -hmm. some people are intense plotters I stress myself out with that I like to do um like the blurb or the back cover copy first oh that helps me a lot and I can kind of get the general idea of the story know where it's gonna go know who the characters are um and then I can fill in through that. So I'll usually start with that. And then um, I use a beat sheet to write, um, which is very like loose plotting. So I know um, I'll try and plan like the midpoint or the end of the first act and how things will schedule. And then I will just start writing and then usually take a break and fill in some more. Um, but yeah, I usually go that way. And as I write, some of the other details kind of fall into place. So do you always write like chronologically from beginning to end or do you sometimes jump around as things come to you? I write from beginning to end. I wish I was one of those writers. If I don't know if anybody's on clubhouse and I listen to rooms and people will talk about (laughs) like, if you're stuck, just jump to the end. And I'm like, how do you do that? My mind is like freezes and everything goes haywire. Like, no, you must write order. Um, You are my kind of lady. I was just going to say, Natalia talks a lot about people reading things in order. So I'm sure it makes her very happy that you want to write things in order. I'm I'm sure if I was a writer, I'm not sure that I could um, write out of order. But I will confess that I'm a musician. And I, when I write songs, I have been known to write the chorus or the bridge before the verses. (gasps) It's a dirty secret. Natalia. (laughs) I feel like that kind of makes sense, though, because I feel like you, you build the songs around the courses, right? The course. Yeah, it's very true. It is the it is the hook. 
Yeah. But um, it, it just really depends. Sometimes it'll be a verse. Sometimes it'll be a chorus. Depends like how my brain uh, is organized on that particular day. But books, no, they always have to be read in order. Yeah. That's just not that that doesn't change ever. Hey. I hate when I get a book and I don't realize it's like the third in a series and I start and I'm like, no. And then I have to go back and get the other ones because I also have a very hard time reading out of order. Yeah, yeah. I'll stop in the middle if I realize that it's like the third book in the series. But what? And I will stop in the middle and go all the way back. So um, can you tell us about what's next for you? What can we expect from Alexa Martin in the next you know, a little bit of time. The less, the better, I hope. <laughs> the less time, not the less books. The less, sure. the less of me. Course. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. The more books, the less time to wait for them. Absolutely. Um, so I'm currently working on a romance again, and it's a standalone. Um, it is about a woman who inherits a bookstore from her late grandmother. <gasps> um, but she oh. does not like books. What? Oh my god! Can I fire her? Everybody needs flaws. That's what he's saying. She needs a flaw. No, 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 but that's not a flaw. That's a. (laughs) That's like a terrible flaw. That's a. What? What do they call that? A deal breaker. Yeah. So (laughs) she she is like she is like a she was a photographer and that's how she sees stories. She doesn't want people to kind of feed them to her. She likes to you know just see them instead of read them. She's just never been a book person, but of course she inherits this bookstore which also has the Dirty Birds, which is a book club of her like gra- late grandmother's good friends who, of course, oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that you know, read romance books and um, meddle in her life. And they end up setting her up with their new favorite and oh-so-hot author um, who finds out she doesn't like books and then makes it his mission to make her, to turn her into book lover and creates a book bucket list of sorts where he <gasps> pair a book with a date it tries to convert her to a book lover and a Jasper lover as well. Okay, um, this makes me very happy now. <laughs> you finished writing this and it's coming out tomorrow, right? I wish. I am almost finished. It has been, you know, writing in the quarantine has been a whole journey. <laughs> it has been I'm a whole sure. Thing. So um, it's slowly but surely, slowly but surely it's getting there. Um, and then after that, I have one more book on contract, which I'm so excited about. That would be more women's fiction. It's about a yeah. woman who moves back home with her parents um, after kind of hitting a career block. And when she's home, her dad, newly retired dad, gets a letter from the HOA telling him to stop his new hobby. And she goes to war with the HOA in the neighborhood and tries oh to gosh. take it over. Yeah, I'm very excited for that book because that, just, that's happening in my neighborhood right now. It's my favorite. Thing. I can tell you that it's amazing. <laughs> Every <laughs> time I say this book idea, people are like, oh, let me tell you my HOA stories. And so yes. secretly or not so secretly. I think I'm just writing this book so people will message me their HOA stories because I love to hear them. <laughs> yeah, and my neighborhood was just built and they're already fighting. It's nonstop. <laughs> so so I, everybody has an HOA story and they are so much fun. And I'm they really excited are. to write that. They really are. Yeah. So I want to talk with you a little bit about romance and just you mentioned earlier in our conversation that, you know, you have read a lot of romance. So I'm wondering sort of what was your first like kind of gateway book into Um, the genre? My gateway book, like 
a lot of other people was the Fifty Shades of Grey series. I wasn't really much of a reader. Oh, oh. Yeah. I wasn't really much of a reader um, at okay. all. I got married young. I had my kids like back to back and my husband was gone a lot for his work. And um, so I didn't really read a ton. And then I remember my grandma being calling me and like, did you read those Fifty Shades of Grey books yet? I saw them. Oh, my goodness. She had like seen them everywhere. I don't think my grandma read them. But I was just like, okay, like I'll pick them up. And I was just hooked in. And I remember going like after finishing the first one, like throwing my kids in the minivan and like driving to Target. Like I got to see what happens next. And then finishing that book and going, I think, immediately into the Sylvia Day um, series. Oh, Crossfire. The Crossfire series. Yeah. And then just, it was just like, okay, that one was great too. And finding more and like going to like Target or Barnes and Noble. And then I found Apple Books on my phone and started downloading them. And then I discovered Kindle and it just Uh didn't stop. And I remember going on... I think I so I decided to start trying to write a book when I was reading. Oh my gosh, what is that book? Jody Malpas, the um I can't remember the name of the series. This man, this man, that series. And being like I was on vacation, I was reading them. I was like, maybe I should try to write a book that's not um that has a little diversity. This was before I like adventured out into and found like book bloggers and, you know, found more diverse books. So I was like, let's give it a go. Um, and then I went on a vacation to the mountains with um, my family and another family. And I found out that my friend was also a romance reader. And she was like, have you read Kristen Ashley books? And oh. <laughs> no, I haven't. And she got me in that. I'm, lost a month of my life I think I read everything in her backlog and was just fully hooked and reading those books I think really changed my writing and Chris Ashley has just such a way with her voice that's just her writing and really kind of let me settle into writing the way I wanted to write um but yeah so it was definitely 50 shades of gray that got me fully hooked into it and then I'd say like she opened the door and then Chris Ashley just had me firmly standing forever, never leaving the genre. <laughs> well, I, I love that. I feel like there are so many ways that people get sucked into the romance mm-hmm. genre. And I'm always just really happy to hear like whatever it is that brought people there. Yeah. I mean, and once you're there, so you can't really leave. And there's so many books. It's true. About so many different things, which it always makes me laugh when people are just, you know, I think somebody, when they found out I was writing romance, they're like, so you like write like porn? And I was like, no, no, I don't. Um, but like, there's just so many different themes in these books. And, you know, there's the really, the rom-coms, the light fun ones, but there's so many that touch on so many deeper subjects. But for me, I feel safer reading a book with these heavier topics and themes because I still know in the end that like it's a safe place to go and that they will be safe in the end. So I'm a, I allow myself to kind of get into these stories where in other genres, sometimes I'm like, oh no, are you going to ruin me? Are they going to die? <laughs> <laughs> How is this going to end for me? It's very so true. So have you read, have you read anything recently? that you think the world should know about? I just, well, so I've been trying to read. I'm trying to have it right here. What is it? Okay. The Girl with Stars in Her Eyes by Zio Axelrod. 
Oh, I want to read that. I have oh, it here. Oh my god. I have I it here. Loved it so much. Um I love Suzanne Park's books. Um her just what's her new one? Um Loathe at First Sight. Is that her new one? I think that's her I, first one. Is that her I think first that's one? the debut. That is the first one, yeah. I don't it's uh so we meet again. We I meet think? again, yeah. That one I have it on my Kindle and the other one's coming. I love Suzanne's books. She's so funny and her writing is so like smart and fun. And um I'm trying to think. I haven't been reading as much. I've been rereading a lot. Like when I'm writing in like the process of drafting, I usually do rewrite reads. Um, because they're easier for me to kind of get lost without having to totally focus. But I yeah, love it's been that kind of love. year. Yeah, it really hasn't it. It, it yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yes, I've it has. Been, you know, I I usually read so many books, and I think this year is one of the first years where half of the books I've read have been rereads. Like I read the entire In Death series, like all sixty of the books I reread them. Yeah, I've been year. doing a lot of rereads and audiobooks too for some reason, which I don't Yay, do a lot of, but I've been getting really into audiobooks I think that might just be a like a pointing to my mental health where I can't be alone with my thoughts <laughs> I I love audiobooks I are you kidding I have kids I would never get anything done if I sat down to read I would neglect my kids my house my yeah. oh, responsibility my forget it audiobooks have Honestly, saved the way they just have saved my children <laughs> and fold their clothes it is so rude <laughs> well mine oh, is only mine is only two phenomenal. so He's only two, so, so he still, you know, he cleans up his toys at night before he goes to sleep, so it's fine. But now that you're mentioning audiobooks, do you ever listen to your own audiobooks of your books that have been made? Out of curiosity. I have actually, because I can't reread them. I think I get to, um, I like see everything I want to change when I'm looking at the words. Right, to edit. If I want to like hear them again, I will, I will do the audiobook. Um, Again, with the playbook series, I will fast forward through the sex scenes. <laughs> ah, so you don't even oh, want to listen to them. I can't. I, like, blush. I love other people's, but, like, when I think that, like, I sat and read that or wrote that, I don't know. I just get, like, all, like, angsty. I do. There is this one story <laughs> that I have about it, though. So my grandma's really great friend, um, Mrs. Borso, she's got a daughter who – um, gets my books and she was listening to the audiobook of, I can't remember which one, maybe Bliss and was listening to it. She goes, it was all fine. My mom, my grandma's best friend, Mrs. Borso, the woman who I spent so much time with as a kid gets in the car and the sex scene comes on and she's like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Alexa's book. And I was like, and her daughter told me, I was like, well, I can never look her in the eye again. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, she's a grandma, so yeah, I guess it, it wasn't yeah. a surprise. Yeah, so <laughs> that is my oh audiobook story for that one. I love that. That is great. <laughs> I think my grandmother would probably have, like, a similar reaction to getting in someone's car and there being, like, some kind of sex scene playing from a book. <laughs> yeah, I really, oh gosh, yeah, what a good time. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so incredibly much for taking time out of your schedule, especially so close to your release day, um, to chat with us about this book and just 
about your process and just let listeners know a little bit about who you are as a person and as a writer. Um, before you dash off, could you let us know the best places we can find you online? Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I'm Alexa M Books, and, but I'm also on Twitter and TikTok, which I Yay. don't do. I don't do anything. I have like three videos on TikTok, and they're all of my kids. Um, I'll get better one day. Um, <laughs> and so I'm Alexa M Books across all platforms, and then my website is alexamartin.com. And again, today we were talking about mom jeans and other mistakes, which you can find wherever books are sold. It was released here in the U.S. on September 7th. All right. So time to talk about new books. And there are quite a few today. So as always, I'm going to start with some stuff you've heard us talk about before on our most anticipated releases of February episode. So I'm going to start out with a couple of romances that Sarah is looking forward to. We have Lease on Love by Fallon Ballard. We also have Tattered Stars, Tattered and Torn, book one by Catherine Coles. Both of these are contemporary romances. Natalia is very excited, as am I, for the new Jessie Q. Sutanto book. This is The New Girl. It is a companion to her obsession novel that came out either at the end of 2020 or the very beginning of 2021. Stacy is looking forward to the new Shannon Mayer. This is Midlife Witch Hunter 40 Proof, book six. And Brooke mentioned The Empress of Scarred Secrets, which is a debut fantasy by Andrea Corbin. Okay, so let's talk about books that you haven't heard us mention before. I'm going to start with some historical fiction. Retellings are a pretty big deal these days, and we have a new Great Gatsby retelling. This is Beautiful Little Fools by Jillian Cantor. This is a feminist retelling of Gatsby. And there have just been some really great Gatsby retellings. Um, Nevo did one, The Chosen and the Beautiful, last fall, which was kind of a like fantasy-infused retelling. So this one is feminist in nature. I'm super excited for it. It is Beautiful Little Fools by Jillian Cantor. Then we have a book that's right up my alley. This is Circus of Wonders by Elizabeth McNeil. It takes place in Victorian England, and of course it has to do with a circus. So circuses are not great in real life. I think they were horrible to animals and to people, but something about just that environment has always really fascinated me in terms of fiction. So I will definitely be picking this up. It is Circus of Wonders by Elizabeth McNeil. Then we have the latest novel by Hester Fox. This is A Lullaby for Witches. Christine is a big fan of Hester Fox. I have always thought that her books sound really intriguing. I've never actually read one. This one is a dual timeline, it looks like. So two women, centuries apart, witchcraft and female empowerment. This is A Lullaby for Witches by Hester Fox. 
And then we have some YA historical fiction. This is I Must Betray You by Ruta Sapatis. This is set in communist Romania in 1989. And that is something that I know very, very little about. Like I know that communism existed into the 80s, even though that's something we like to think about in terms of like, you know, the 50s and 60s. But it did exist in the 80s. And Ruta Sapatis has written some great historical fiction. My favorite by her is Salt the Sea. But I do want to check this one out as well. It is I Must Betray You. And again, it's by Ruta Sapatis. I have one YA science fiction to mention to you. And this is Hunt the Stars. Hunt the Stars, book one by Jessie Mihalik. You may remember her name from her Polaris Rising series, which I think, I want to say 2018, the first one came out. So this is about a female bounty hunter and an uneasy alliance that she has with this man who has been her sworn enemy for a long time. Now they have to join forces in order to take down an enemy that they have in common. So if you love enemies to lovers, if you like science fiction with lots of action, this one might be for you. It is Hunt the Stars, Hunt the Stars, book one by Jesse Mihalik. So moving on to some fantasy now, we have This Woven Kingdom, This Woven Kingdom, book one by Tahara Mafi. This is another author that may be familiar to you. She has written a dystopian series, which is the Shatter Me series. She's also done some contemporary YA, um, An Emotion of Great Delight, I believe is the name of that one. But this is a young adult fantasy, and it is about warring empires and a queen who is kind of in the shadows and it is her destiny to save her people. So this is This Woven Kingdom, This Woven Kingdom, book one by Tahara Mafi. Now let's talk about Court. This is Crave, book four by Tracy Wolf. I've heard this compared to J.R. Ward's The Black Dagger Brotherhood series, although like for, for young adults. Um, I've not read it. I think Brooke has read at least the first book in this series. I don't know if she is caught up, but this is vampires, um, lots of, of drama and romance, some pretty immersive world building from what I've heard. So if you like vampires, but you're looking for something maybe not quite as sexual as the J.R. Ward books, you might want to check this one out. This is Court. It's Crave number four by Tracy Wolf. How about a standalone YA fantasy now? This is Castles in Their Bones by Laura Sebastian. Laura Sebastian is best known for her Ash Princess series, but this one is about an empress who is intent on world domination because aren't there so many people intent on dominating the world when it comes to fantasy? Yes, yes, there are. So this one is Castles in Their Bones by Laura Sebastian. Luann G. Smith is an author that I've been intrigued by for quite a while. She wrote The Vine Witch which is what Kristen read and enjoyed. But this is a new series 
So this is The Raven Spell, Conspiracy of Magic, book one. And it is, again, by Luann G. Smith. This is another novel set in Victorian England, this one involving a witch and a detective who are searching for a serial killer. This is one I definitely plan to pick up. It is The Raven Spell, Conspiracy of Magic, book one, by Luann G. Smith. Then, last up in terms of fantasy, we have The Immortal. This is Rise of the Warlords, book two by Gina Showalter. Gina Showalter is a super prolific author. I have read um, her young adult series, I think it's called Everlife, and it was very, very unique. I enjoyed it. She also has some kind of paranormal romance, um, her Lords of the Underworld series. She's done some contemporary romance. Um, she has a science fiction romance series that I'm super excited for. Um, I think it's complete now. It's called Alien Huntress. But this one looks like straight up urban fantasy. So this is The Immortal and its Rise of the Warlords, book two. And again, it's by Gina Showalter. Let's talk about mysteries and thrillers because mysteries and thrillers are amazing. First up, we have Catcher When She Falls by Alison Bichala. And this is about a woman who begins to poke around into a murder investigation. This is a murder that happened 20 years ago when our heroine was in high school. And what she learns changes everything that she thought she knew about what really happened that day. This is Catcher When She Falls, and it's by Alison Bichala. Finley Donovan Knocks Him Dead. This is Finley Donovan, book two, by El Casamano. This was one of my biggest surprises in 2021. When I read the synopsis for Finley Donovan is Killing It, I have to say I kind of thought it was going to be like a goofy sort of slapstick book. And it kind of is that. But it's done in such a fun, intelligent way. And you find yourself rooting for Finley Donovan, who is a writer who somehow, through a series of unfortunate events, gets mistaken for a murderer for hire. So this is the second book in that series, Finley Donovan Knocks Him Dead by El Casamano. Diana Urban has a new book. Yay. This is These Deadly Games. I love, 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 love all her twisted secrets. I believe that one came out in 2020, and it was such an amazing young adult thriller. So she's back with another one. This one is about a teenage girl who learns that her sister has been kidnapped. And if she wants her sister to be returned, alive, if not well, but alive, she has to play a kind of game. She has to complete a series of tasks given to her by her sister's kidnapper. This is These Deadly Games by Diana Urban. Then we have We Were Kings by Court Stevens. Court Stevens wrote The June Boys a couple of years ago which I really liked. This is another book about 
kind of the reinvestigation of a 20-year-old crime. This one, though, involves YouTube. And apparently this teenage YouTube sensation decides that she wants to get someone's conviction overturned. Apparently this murderer is about ready to be put to death. And she wants to overturn her conviction for some reasons that are not clear to me, but will be when I read the book. So this is We Were Kings, and it's by Court Stevens. All right, I want to talk about some romance here. Count Your Lucky Stars. This is Written in the Stars, Book 3, by Alexandria Bellfleur. Um, Written in the Stars, the first book in this series, was one of my very favorite female-female romances. And this one is kind of a companion to that. We get to see a side character that we met in the first couple of books. So if you loved Written in the Stars, or if you haven't read it yet, but you're looking for a really great female-female book, you might want to pick it up, or this one, Count Your Lucky Stars. Written in the Stars, Book 3, by Alexandria Belfler. Then we have Ramon and Julieta. This is by Alana Quintana Elbertson. It looks to me like a modern retelling of Romeo and Juliet. I am very, very excited. Romeo and Juliet is not one of my favorite things ever, but I'm always really intrigued when authors take a classic story and put their own spin on it. So I definitely want to give this one a try. It is Ramon and Julieta. It is by Ilana Quintana Albertson. And lastly, I want to talk about a coming-of-age novel. This is What the Fireflies Knew by Kai Harris. I read an early copy of this, and if you loved The Secret Life of Bees by Sue Monk Kidd, then this is a book that is for you. It is set in modern times, so not historical, but it is about an African-American girl who is just about to turn 11, and her life is in a great deal of turmoil. Um, she goes to live with her grandfather, and it's just kind of, we, we see a summer through her eyes, and we see all the things that she's learning about herself and her family, and kind of the, the overall like world around her. Um, this is a book with a lot of heart, and it's it's slow and kind of uneventful, but still so worth your time for the insight that it offers. This is What the Fireflies Knew by Kai Harris. And that is it for me this week. I hope all of you are doing well, avoiding the bitter cold if you are in a wintry climate. I hope you're all staying safe and, of course, finding lots of great things to read. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, it kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.